I want to share with you this morning to start a experience I've had recently of a, a quite significant healing um, just in the last few weeks. This was an internal struggle that I've probably been carrying for many, many years, quite some time, um, affecting my thoughts a lot. And just a few weeks ago, I was praying through a, a novena type sort of thing. So set prayers for a number of days and you've got to do it every day. And I was faithful to it. And I came up to the final day and I wasn't even quite sure what grace I was asking for. Um, I had a vague idea, but I couldn't quite put it into words. So I came to the final day, finished all the prayers and yay, woohoo. I went back about my business and went back to normal life. And then I realized after a day or two that suddenly I'd, I'd been free of this struggle, that I wasn't wrestling with these thoughts that would usually plague me. And after a couple of days, I was like, okay, maybe I'm just having a good patch, you know, because you have good patches and they come and they go. But then the days kept on going by and I was like, oh, doesn't seem to have come back. Um, and I began to think, oh, maybe I've actually received the grace to be free of this. Maybe I've actually been healed of this struggle. But I could see that there was a bit of fear in even believing that, even believing that God had given me that grace, that I could be healed of this, that I could actually just leave it behind and say, I don't need to worry about that anymore. Because like the thought that would run through my head is, well, what if, what if it does come back? Then I'll just have got my hopes up and I'll be disappointed and have to struggle through it all again. So I, yeah, I wasn't even sure I wanted to believe in that. But now I want to stand before you today and claim that I believe the Lord has given me that grace of healing. So praise the Lord. But I believe today as we celebrate the resurrection that there's healing grace available for every single one of us. Um, the power of Jesus overcoming the grave this night is here in this celebration and Jesus wants to bring us each something of that healing grace. And I think particularly today, the grace that God would want to offer us is the grace of freedom from fear. Today, there is no need for us to be afraid. Fear will always push us back to what we know to how we're used to things, to what seems comfortable and secure. And so Jesus was offering me this great grace of freedom, not having to struggle in this way again, but it was, it was so radically new. It was kind of more free than I could even imagine being that this fear wanted to push me back into that old way of thinking, into the way that I knew things were. I knew how things went back before when I could struggle with this day in, day out. And certainly, I hated that old way of thinking. I hated the way that those thoughts would oppress me. But there's something in our hearts that finds the old way more comfortable because we know how things are. There's some safety and security in that. And fear is always going to draw us back to that old place, back to the comfortable zone. But in Easter... In the resurrection, there's no place for fear. There's no need for us to be afraid. It's just like the Israelites were escaping from Egypt, and this is a powerful image from the Old Testament of what happens in the resurrection, that they were fleeing from Pharaoh and all his armies, and they pass through the Red Sea. 
But remember, the start of this story is that the Egyptians were in slavery. The, the Israelites were in Egypt and were in slavery. And God had called them out. He'd already showed powerfully that he was on their side, convinced Pharaoh to let them go. But God was clearly moving, doing powerful miracles. But then you can see why the fear would set in. Because there's an army behind them now pursuing them. And then there's a sea in front of them. How on earth are they going to get through that? Okay, God shows up again. <laughs> he parts the sea so that they can walk through. But I just want to imagine just how terrifying this scene can be. Okay, yes, God is with them and God is moving with them. And it would have been amazing to see God's power with the walls of water to left and to right. But if you're actually standing underneath all of that water on the bed of the sea, that would be rather scary. Um, also thinking that you've got an army chasing behind you who want to kill you all. But another detail that I realized um, just this week in looking at this story was that it was night when they were crossing the sea. It would have been pitch black with walls of water on either side and the army behind you, and you can't even see the other shore. You can't even be sure that there is land that you're going to. Where on earth is God leading us? And you hear that cry of fear coming from the Israelites even before they were at the sea, when they continue in the desert afterwards, there's this cry that always says, why did God even bring us out of Egypt? Why did God bring us out of Egypt for the Egyptians to kill us here? Why did he bring us out of Egypt into the desert so that we could die of thirst? Why can't we go back to what we knew? What they knew in Egypt was slavery. That's not a, a desirable state but the fear drove them back there because there's something that says it's a bit more comfortable because we know how that goes. We know how life worked back there. It was a bit safer than this crazy expedition that God seems to be taking us on, even though he's promised us the Holy Land. But we see that even though there was all this fear in the hearts of the Israelites, that they kept on walking. They had heard the promises of God. They knew that the promised land was ahead of them. And they pressed into that trust they clung to the hopes they had, the hopes of what God had promised them, and they kept walking. That's what Jesus invites us to do. He says, do not be afraid. Don't let your fear paralyze you. Don't let your fear hold you back from the grace of the resurrection that I'm inviting you into. Don't let your fear hold you back from the healing, the life, the freedom, the peace that is on offer here in the resurrection. Because what we're invited to take up today, this grace that Jesus offers to us, that he's won for us, is radically new. The resurrection is something we cannot fathom. The kind of life and freedom and joy that God wants to show us is like nothing we've ever seen before. And that means it's a little bit strange and a little bit unsettling. That means that we have to leave behind the old way of doing things. That means we have to get out of our comfort zone so that we can follow God into these promises. This is what we've each done in baptism. We've taken this journey. We've gone from the old life, from our sins and our brokenness, our comfortable zone, 
and we've gone into the death of Jesus in the water and come out as a new creation with new life. But still, when we're invited to day after day take up this grace, we still feel that fear of that transition, of that journey into what God is offering us. And there's something within us as well that I think is in every human heart that recognizes that the comfortable zone isn't enough. That we're not made for the ordinariness of what life can seem like sometimes. Because when, when things are getting a bit boring, when there isn't enough challenge in life, we like to turn to a good book or a good movie or something that will give us a bit, of a, a bit of fear, a bit of danger, a bit of suspense of, I don't know how this is going to work out. Or perhaps we go a step further, we go thrill-seeking, and we go base jumping or cliff diving or skydiving or rock climbing, whatever it might be, choose your poison, um, so that we can get that bit of fear, that little bit of thrill to take us out of the comfort zone, but always just control to the right amount so that we can go back to comfortable life as we know it, so that life isn't actually unruffled or unsettled at all. We can still have our comfortable life as we knew it. We don't want things to go too far, because then it might get a bit too real. It might actually unsettle things. Well, the good news of today is that the resurrection is full-on real. It's going to unsettle things. It blows our minds. It's new and crazy and a little bit scary. But that's what Jesus is inviting us into. Real freedom. Real light that will shine into our hearts and get rid of all of the darkness that's there. Can you even imagine that? To take up this grace means letting go of the old life, stepping out of the comfort zone. And this is why in all the resurrection accounts, we hear it said over and over and over again, do not be afraid. Particularly when there's a scene where the angel turns up and rolls away the stone and the soldiers who were there guarding it are terrified. They're like probably cowering in the corner from what you see in the text. They were like dead men. They were so scared of the angel. But the disciples or the women who went to the tomb on Easter morning were different. They didn't react in the same way because they had a hope in Jesus. They were there out of love for Jesus and were hoping for the resurrection, even if they didn't understand that. But the fact that Jesus tells them or the angel tells them, do not be afraid, suggests that there was at least a little bit of fear in their hearts. They were at least on the cusp of being afraid, wrestling with them themselves, I think, of, of either giving into the fear or responding in a different way. What do you think that different way would be, the other way that we can respond? I think it's this. It's like when somebody invites us into something that's radically new, that we don't understand or haven't experienced before, that's a little bit scary, but we know that that person loves us. You see, there's this tension within us. Part of us is afraid and wants to pull back in fear, wants to run away. 
wants to close off from this new thing that's threatening our security, wants to pull back. But another part of our heart remembers that this person loves us, that they care for us, that they would only be offering us this because they know it's for our good. And that part of us wants, wants to lean in, wants to trust, wants to accept the offer, even though it's a bit uncomfortable, a bit unsettling. And so Jesus invites us today to take up the grace of the resurrection, to take up freedom and healing and transformation and peace and joy. And he knows that that can be a little bit scary for us. That that's a little bit different to what we've experienced before. That we can't quite fathom it. But I repeat these words from the resurrection account where it says there is no need for you to be afraid because he loves you. So there's two questions I want to ask of you today, and that is, what are you afraid of? What are you afraid of? What's that fear that's holding you back, that's paralyzing you, stopping you from taking up this grace, stopping you from moving forward? And what are you hoping for? What are you hoping for that the Lord would be able to free you from, heal you from? What grace might he be able to pour into your heart in a new way that you're longing for? And perhaps you wouldn't even dare to hope for this because it seems so impossible or so beyond. But what is it you're hoping for? Because I think it's so much easier for us to fear than to hope. So much easier. But which of these do we want to cling to? We want to cling to our fears and let them close us in? Or do we want to be like the women that had come with open, expectant, hope-filled hearts to the tomb and when they met Jesus, they clung to him? They didn't know what this meant. They didn't know what was going on, but they met Jesus, so they clung to him. And we always have this choice that we can, if we desire to, turn back into our sins, turn back to our old life, turn back to just being comfortable. And I've seen this since receiving this, this healing grace. I've had some moments of temptation where I see that the path back into those thoughts is still there. It's open. I could take them up again if I wanted to. But I can see that it's also the freedom given to us to walk into the resurrection. To walk towards what God's offering us. To walk towards that freedom and healing that Jesus has in store for us. We have the freedom to say yes and walk into that. And we do this by praising God, by claiming who He is and what He's done for us. We do this by praying to him, by crying out to him, say, Lord, I need you. We do this by being faithful to what he's called us to in our actions, following where he's called us. 
We do this by pressing on in the hope of his promises. Just like the Israelites who, despite the fear of the night and the fear of the violence that was against them, the fear of the sea that surrounded them, they kept walking into the hope of what God had promised them. And they reached the shore and the sun came up and the sea closed over the whole Egyptian army and anything they had to feel was gone. Every fear was drowned. That's what the resurrection means for us. If we can walk in that hope, Jesus will wipe away anything that plagues us and there is no need to be afraid. There's no need to give in to the fear. There's no need to return to our sins. There's no need to let the darkness overcome our thoughts again because Jesus has risen. This is the morning when the sun rose and the darkness had no more power again. This is the morning when the sun rose and banished our sins. When the sun rose and cast out all fear, all hatred, all bitterness was gone. Has no more power over us. There's no need for us to be afraid. Jesus is risen. Hallelujah.